Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Thursday, April 25th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Tesla's chief executive Elon Musk is willing to raise more cash in the wake of a nasty net loss. Facebook faces a hefty fine from the Federal Trade Commission. And we take a look at what could be in store for Amazon as it prepares to release its earnings results today. Plus, the FT's David Crow explains why European banks are bracing for more pain this earnings season. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Elon Musk has had a change of heart about raising more cash. Not that there is more work to do, but I think Tesla today is a far more efficiently operating organization than it was a year ago. Uh, we've made dramatic improvements across the board. And so I think there's merit to the idea of raising capital at this point. That was the Tesla chief executive talking to analysts yesterday. This pivot came after the electric car maker said it had plunged back into the red in the first quarter of 2019. It recorded a net loss of $702 million, which was far worse than what Wall Street had been expecting. Tesla also disclosed that it had burnt through $1.5 billion in that period. The company struggled with delivering its Model 3 to overseas customers. Sales of its older S and X models were also down. Mr. Musk had long insisted that he didn't need a bigger cash cushion. Tesla's cash reserves fell to just under $2.2 billion at the end of March. That was their lowest level in three years. So how much and when does he plan to tap the markets? Mr. Musk didn't say. Facebook could have to pay the largest civil penalty ever imposed by the U.S. Federal Trade Commission. In the first quarter of this year, Facebook set aside $3 billion for the potential FTC fine. But the social media giant revealed that the fine could cost them as much as $5 billion in order to be resolved. The FTC's investigation was launched in the wake of the Cambridge Analytica data scandal. The hit caused Facebook to report first quarter earnings of $0.85 per share. It was well below the analyst estimates of $1.61. But investors shrugged off the bad news after Facebook revealed that without the FTC charge, the earnings would have beat the forecasts. And Amazon is set to release its earnings results today. The FT's Shannon Bond walked me through what we can expect from the e-commerce giant's first quarter. The big question for Amazon this quarter is going to be over their growth rates. They are the world's biggest e-commerce retailer, but we have seen their uh, revenue growth has actually slowed a bit um, in the fourth quarter of last year. Still growing a lot, but not at the rates that investors had been accustomed to seeing. But I think there's going to be some questions over how much slower the growth is and then what the company sort of says about the rest of the year. They've already indicated they're going to be investing pretty heavily in infrastructure. They said it's going to be another you know big year of spending, which could put a bit of a crimp in their margins. And the interesting thing with Amazon is that they've trained investors for a long time to expect high revenue growth, but thin profitability. And that started to change in recent quarters. They've become much more profitable, thanks in large part to cloud computing and some new businesses such as advertising. But in order to grow those things and to keep expanding does require spending. And so how they're able to strike that balance and set expectations that they're then able to exceed is really the question for them. I think another thing that investors may be looking to see is any further updates on what's happening with Amazon internationally. In the fourth quarter, they had some issues in India, which they seem to have resolved. But as they've really grown 
to quite a almost a saturation point in the U.S., especially in terms of the number of prime members. You know, the company really needs to look to international markets for new growth, and so their prospects and how quickly they're able to grow in India is going to be a, a big area of focus going forward. And here's a closer look at one of today's big stories. For Europe's big investment banks, 2018 was historically bad. It was the worst year for shares in these lenders since the depths of the Eurozone crisis in 2011. And now the banks are bracing for even more pain. Analysts at Morgan Stanley expect overall revenues to drop 24% in the first quarter. That's compared to the same period last year. But what's behind the grim outlook for Europe's lenders? Their rivals in the U.S., the likes of J.P. Morgan, Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, had a poor first quarter. That's the FT's David Crow in London. And U.S. investment banks are generally seen as being much stronger than their European rivals. So when it goes wrong for the American banks, the read across for the European banks is not good. And which banks in particular will be hit the hardest? Well, the sort of sickest man of all, if you like, is Deutsche Bank, the German investment bank, which has been dealing with a litany of issues. And it's in talks to merge with Commerzbank, another German lender, in a deal that's designed to sort of prop prop it up. If Deutsche has a poor first quarter and that deal runs into trouble, then I think people will start asking some very tough questions about whether it can sort of survive in its current form or whether it needs to embark on a very drastic round of cutbacks. And then in the UK, there is a a sort of special situation, if you like. Barclays is under attack from an activist investor. Um, They will have their earnings out uh, very shortly. Any kind of disastrous performance there will hand that activist investor, a man named uh, Edward Bramson, something of a victory. And that's important because in one week's time, he is due to try to convince other investors to vote him onto the company's board at its annual meeting. Are there any winners in this quarter? The only uh, report we've had so far from the European side um, is uh, from Credit Suisse, the uh, Swiss bank. And actually, they performed remarkably well. They pretty much held their equities trading uh, numbers flat and reported a 10% year-on-year decline in their first quarter trading revenue. So that compares with an average 14% drop at US banks. So that's a remarkable outperformance, given that um, some analysts were expecting them to be down about sort of 28%. So that they really did outperform expectations. So it's a sign really, I suppose, that, that this is patchy and that you can't extrapolate uh, one bank's numbers and, and uh, make predictions about others. So it's, it's a glimmer of hope, I suppose, for European investment banks. And what could this quarter tell us about the state of European banking more broadly? 
there is a lot of hand wringing among the political class in Europe about the demise of of investment banking here. That's for a couple of reasons. The first is sort of more financial, if you like, which is that you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. And if the American investment banks become even more dominant in Europe, more dominant than they already are, then I think people are going to ask questions about counterparty risk. You know, is there, could there be some kind of shock to the American banking system that might not apply to the European system. And traditionally, you would have had a sort of a European counterparty to deal with. And if the European counterparties sort of disappear, that won't be the case. And there's also a sort of political question in a sort of time of rising nationalism. Does Europe, which might have different strategic political priorities, really want to rely on investment banks that are based in America? You can read more on all of these stories at ft.com. Today, we'll get a check on earnings from pharmaceutical group Bristol-Myers Squibb, as well as Starbucks and Ford. And as we mentioned, Barclays and Amazon will be reporting today, too. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Hi, this is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys with good credit from a local business to a global corporation. Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash banking for business to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024.